This is an SM Media production. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of Golf Talk right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, delighted to be your host as always. Got a very exciting show this week we're going to look at, this week's Open Championship at Royal St George's. We brought in the best panel available to do the show, two mainstays of Scottish golf. First of all, we've got a man who's played many Open Championships, a legend of Scottish golf, Alistair Forsyth. Alistair, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome you on the show, thanks very much for coming on. Thank you Scott, looking forward to getting a good chat about the golf, Delighted to be on. We're also joined by Alan Tate, former course record holder at Carnoustie, a man who knows open, an open championship venue well. Alan, it's a pleasure to welcome you on. How are we? Good, Scott. Thanks for having us. Yeah, good to see you, boys. Brilliant. It's an exciting week. Obviously, the Open Championships, uh, the kind of pinnacle of the golf year. Alistair, we've not had it for two years. Obviously, the last memory we have, Shane Lowry left in the Claret Jug at Port Rush. Does it feel does it feel like two years? Has it been a long two years since we've seen a, an open championship? Uh, it's been a long time, isn't it? It's like I mean, it's the greatest championship in the world, isn't it? So it's um it's magic to have it to have it back. We certainly missed it, missed missed it last year and we missed a lot of things, but not having the open was a was a real sore one. So I can't wait to to see a bit of golf, a bit of Lynx golf, a bit of open championship golf over over the next few days. Definitely. Alan, how excited are you for the open to start? Yeah, yeah. As Alistair said, you know, it's been it's been two long years, and uh, you know, a spectacle like the Open, you know, it, it was sadly, sadly missed last year, and you know, and I think the players are, you know, particularly the home players will be absolutely ready to go. You know, the 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 atmosphere of the Open, you know, the home players just absolutely get buzz off it. You know, so they'll have really missed that um, last year. And uh, they'll, they'll be really, they'll be really geared up for it, as 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 will all the spectators as well. So it's always a great spectacle. Yeah, definitely. Alistair, how will the players be feeling? You obviously know firsthand. What's what will the players be thinking going into this week, especially like debutants as well? There's a lot in the field. What will their thoughts be going into this week? A lot of excitement. I mean, obviously, we know the the big names of that have played. You know, they recently they played the obviously the U.S. Open, the U.S. PGA. They played. Uh, you know, the big events on both sides of the pond. Um, obviously, the Masters wasn't that long ago as well. Uh, but yeah, they've been not, obviously not had, a, had an Open Championship for two years since they were at Port Rush. So, I mean, everybody will be absolutely buzzing. I think Tate makes a great point. The British guys, the home guys, will be absolutely right up for it um, this week. I mean, I think they'll be, I really genuinely do think they'll be a, a, home, a home winner um, this week. Obviously, we'll get on to that. But I used to get the it's the great it's the best the best golf championship in the in the world. So they'll have uh, they'll have missed it last year. I mean it's been great to obviously have some golf to, to watch. But I think one of the big things this week is is, is it'll be I'll be seeing uh, a good crowd and you know in the, in the course and get a bit of a, a bit of an atmosphere because the players will have missed that. Obviously we've seen a bit in the um, in America, but we've not seen much of an atmosphere in Europe at all. So it'll be it'll be brilliant to uh, to hear the rows again. Um, and you know the open brings you uh, the best rows of them all. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Alan, obviously that's the Royal St George's is the first time since two thousand eleven that it's been held at St George's. When it comes to like the open courses, where does this one rank? Do we think in terms of how hard is that? Is it probably the hardest of them all? Do you think? 
Yeah, I, th I think, Scott, again, we're stating the obvious that the weather always plays a huge part um, in the opening. I don't think St George's is the toughest. If, it, if it's pretty calm down there, I think you'll see really, really low scoring. And the weather forecast is pretty good. It's to be pretty warm. Um, not much wind and not a lot of rain. So, uh, you know, I think I think, I think think we could see sort of, not record shooting, but I certainly think um, there's plenty of chances out there. You know, it's not like, it, the rough's never that brutal. It's more of the kind of wispy grass, you know. It's not like a, a carnoose, for example, where it's wind bushes and heavy. You know, so it's, it's a type of course, I think you just get it as far down there as you can and even if you get in the rough as I say that the rough is the last time I've seen it it wasn't that penal um, you know so as I say I think but again you know somewhere at Sandwich you know, right down there on the coast you only need a 15-20 mile an hour sort of breeze and it's a completely different golf course you know yeah. if it's flat calm the cut, the cut could be under par um, and if it, if it gets up 15-20 mile you know you're looking at 4-5-6 over cut you know so the, the, the weather down that way plays such a part right on the coast. So, but I think, you know, if it, if it stays the way it's been recently, I think we're in for a treat. Lots of birdies and eagles. Yeah, definitely. I'm really looking forward to this week as well. Alistair, what's your kind of favourite memories of the, the Open? Obviously, you've experienced it firsthand. What's, what kind of memories stick out to you for playing in this tournament? Um, I think uh, I, I played the four uh, four opens. I was I kind of I was always that kind of guy. I missed. I don't know how many times I missed out by a shot or playoffs and stuff like that. Trying to get into it, just what Alan was talking about there. Um, but I, I put myself in in a right good place um, a couple of times, um, including at St George's. Um, I was I think I was in the Saturday. I was in the second last group playing with Thomas Bjorn on the Saturday. That was my first time. That was my first open in two thousand and three. That was the year that Thomas sadly took a couple to get out of the bunker at the 16th yeah, from the, on the Sunday. But I fell away really badly over the weekend and probably just the situation got uh, got to me a little bit. Um, but that's the kind of golf course that it can... It, it, it's, I think Alan's right, there's going to be, you know, if the weather stays pretty calm, there's going to be a lot of good chances, etc. Uh, but it's a golf course that you, you, you can get some seriously bad bounces on it. Um, and, that, uh, you know, whoever comes through this week will have... Well, have I had a, a good bit of uh, a good bit of luck on this side, um, but no, the, the the whole experience of um, of the champions, you really know that you're at a, you're at a huge huge event. There's just a massive spectacle from the amount of people that are there, the organisation that, that goes on. Um, so it's it's, a, it's certainly the, the you know the best uh, the best tournament I, I ever played in, um, regardless of, of where it was. Um, but I must say, if I was to pick if I was to pick a venue. Um, if you were to put the, the the courses in order, St George's would probably be would be down at the at the at the ones that wouldn't be your your, your favourite. Just from the fact that it can be a bit, you know, you drive it down the middle of the fairway, you can end up in the you can end up in the rough quite easily, bouncing into bunkers. So there's a course that you need a, a lot of knowledge. Because again, another thing, um, another reason I think you'll see a a home winner. But you need a bit of, a wee bit of Donald Duck on your side as well, because all you can get some. I mean, Lynch golf. Produces a lot of a lot of um, funny bounces, but St George's is is uh, plays uh, plays very tricky at, at, at times. You know, it might not be the, the toughest course, but some of the bounces, some of the lies you get in the fairways as well. That's something I remember a lot from it. Was um, you know you very rarely get a flat um, a flat stance. Yeah, definitely. Alan, obviously the we with the COVID situation, we were expecting a few call a few players to. 
to not play, obviously due to travel restrictions and positive tests. Things like Alexa, Master Champion Hideki Matsuyama's not going to be there. Matthew Wolf, Bubba Watson, Zach Johnson, is it? Are you obviously is that will that kind of taint this open in any way? The fact that the bet that some of the best players aren't aren't coming for for different reasons. Actually, you know, with with no disrespect to those names you've just mentioned, um, you know that that they're huge superstars, but, you know, at least, you know, the, the Dustin Johnsons are there, the Rory McElroy's, the John Rams, um, that three or four there, it's, for me, it's not a huge miss. It's it's not, it's, it's you know, Matthew Wolf's exciting. Uh, Zach Johnson's been there, done it before. Um, you know, probably Bubba Watson's the biggest uh, miss there. He's quite exciting to watch. You never know what you're getting with him. But uh, no, I, I don't think, to be honest, uh, Scott will have too, too much of bearing. And I won't be surprised if you still see that I've still two or three call-offs between now mm-hmm. and uh, and Thursday, just, you know, with travel and things can get complicated. And, you know, so you might still get two or three call-offs. But I think, um, you know, the, the ones that we want to see playing will be there, um, which is fantastic. There's not going to be any major, major names, I say, again, I'm not being disrespectful to Zach Johnson, Bubba Watson, but the ones that you kind of fancy to, to be up there come Sunday, and they'll all be playing, which is great. So I don't I don't see it really having a hindrance in the tournament at all. Yeah, definitely. Let's get into some of the contenders. We'll start off with the US Open champion, the world number one, the man who's been probably the most informed golfer this year, John Ram. Alistair, he's, the, he's probably the best golfer in the world right now on four, man. Obviously, ranking solid links record, short price seven to one, red hot favourite. Is he the man to beat this week? Certainly on paper, he's a he's a standout favourite, isn't he? He's a form. He's in he's in form. He's you know uh, he's he's winning. He's won the US Open. He's got the the major under his belt. He's won the Irish Open uh, on on links courses. So he, he's definitely he's proved he can he can do that. Um, even with it, you know, people people sometimes question his his temperament. He's going to win the U.S. Open, so absolutely, he's a he is a an absolute standout standout favourite. And you almost he's he's almost at a point now with John Ram that you can expect him to be at least in contention. He seems to be, he seems to be there or thereabouts all the time. Um, he's such a, a solid player. He's such a you know for a for a powerful guy. He's very accurate. He, you know he's a great putter. Um, you do you know you, as I said you just kind of expect that he'll be that he'll be sniffing about. And if you had to you know if I was to pick to pick somebody you know out with the you know with the, the British guys he would be the, the absolute standout. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Alan, obviously John Ram as well. who was won the US Open really, really well. Was the Scottish Open? He was playing really well. Second round, he was magnificent. But missed a, missed a few putts. Was missed a few kind of short putts that you would expect John Ram to make. Is how big a fan are you, John Ram? And how what's your thoughts on him going into this week? Oh, I'm an even bigger fan now because I, I bet him to win the US Open. So I'm, I'm even I'm an even bigger fan than I was. And those two putts to hold at 17, 18. Uh, on that last day, you, you could hear Tatey shouting from Leith. I'll tell you when those putts went in, I was, I was cheering at two o'clock in the morning. I don't think my neighbours were too happy. Um, so no, I would say, uh, you know, Alistair's right. You know, he's been chatting on the door for a wee while now, and he, and he really has become absolutely world class. You know, and and I thought his performance at the U.S. Open, uh, you know, that especially in that last day was absolutely sensational. I mean, I. I, you know, I thought I'll watch the golf for a wee while and I, and I was fixated. I couldn't take my eyes off it. I really got into it. And, and I thought the way he handled himself, 
and he was such a nice winner. I mean, his interview after was fantastic, and and I think he won over a lot of American uh, fans as well, which was fantastic. So I have to agree with Alistair, and I hate sort of tipping the favourite because you know you want something a wee bit juicier than that, but. Um, he, he is the standout form player. I mean, Renaissance last week in the Scottish Open, he, he comes out the traps the first round and he's, you know, he looked great again. You're thinking, geez, here we go again. Mm-hmm. You know, so so he really is the, the form player and I, I find him just very, very likeable. And I think I think his temper has improved the last uh, year or so. He doesn't seem, you know, he, he seems to be able to put a, a double bogey or a three-pot behind him very quickly now, whereas before it, it seemed to affect him for two or three holes. So that, and that's just the mature maturity that's just learning all the time and playing in a big you know big stage all the time and he's learning how to cope with all that so so I have to say I, I think I agree with Alistair I think he's a, a worthy favourite 100 percent yeah definitely I think he's a I think he's a, the man in form probably the the right favourite Rory McElroy obviously the leading British contender been a funny kind of year for McElroy obviously changing his his game and things like that Alistair, what's your thoughts on McElroy going in? Are you can I agree that he's still kind of searching for that consistency in his game? Aye. He, he obviously, you he, he can't rule him out because he's already McElroy. You know, he's he's just such an outstanding golfer. But his form isn't isn't anywhere near um, winning, a, winning an Open Championship. So he might turn up on Thursday and, and everything just clicks. And I think Rory can... He can thrive on that. Sometimes he gets a few putts going, and he, you know, and he gets that bounce in his step, and he just starts smashing the driver for miles. And but I don't think he's going there with any real expectations, and I don't think he's certainly not going there full of confidence. You know, he missed a cut recently, you know, last week at, in Scotland, didn't he? You know, that which is yeah. just totally. I mean, that just doesn't uh, no, something you'd expect from Rory McIlroy. Um, but. As I said, well, stranger things have happened. It's the Open Championship. I mean, he's going to be right up for it. He'll be, he'll be charmed at the bit to do well. I know he's, he's still tinkering a wee bit with the, with the swing. There's a, there's a wee bit in between coaches and things like that. So we don't know how, how that, that's going exactly. But he'll have spent a bit of time. I know he's been doing some stuff with Pete Cowan. He'll have seen Pete quite a bit recently because he'll have spent a bit of time with him last week. He'll be with him at, at the, at the Open. So something might, might, might just click. And I said, I think if Rory's a a player that when he if he just gets on a wee on a wee roll, um, but the problem is he, he gets you know he does that roll, and then the following day he doesn't follow it up these days. So yeah, it's putting the four rounds together for him. He's not somebody I'm uh, I'm expecting to to feature. Yeah, I don't know about you, Al, but I think he seems to put an awful lot of pressure on himself in the majors these days. He seems to be, you know, on the back foot right away in the, the first Aye. day. He, he seems to be his body language. He's, it's almost kind of not panic stations, but he's mm-hmm. almost trying to win it on the first day. That's exactly that, and, 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 and I think, you know, he shouldn't have to. He's, he's such no. a world-class player. Just go out and play your, you know, just relax, play your normal game, and it mm-hmm. will click, it will come together. But he just seems mm-hmm. to be carrying an awful burden just now, and he yeah. just seems to be getting down on himself very quickly. And then, then he's on the back foot, he's a couple over, everybody else is going five, six under, and he's chasing it so early yeah. on nowadays. Yeah. He plays himself out. He played himself out of so many tournaments in the first day. Ends up shooting. Yeah, ends up finishing like seventh or something like that. Yeah, you yeah. know, but because he's played fantastic at the weekend, but he's yeah. put himself out of it. Those, I, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think that's you. You've hit the nail on the head there. Dustin Johnson's an interesting one. Obviously, the 
form-wise hasn't had a great year, but he's one of the few players kind of at the top of the field who've had experience of this course, Alan. What do we think of Dustin Johnson going into this week? Obviously finished tied second in 2011. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think he actually quite enjoys Lynx golf. I think he likes the fun of it. And again, going back to what I said earlier, if, if there is no wind, you know, I mean, he could be hitting a, a two or a three iron, 350 yards down there. You know, he could really... You know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't need to hit driver at a lot of holes. So, as Alistair said earlier, you know, you can be quite unlucky at, at, um, at St. George's with the, the bounce. So, you know, he, he can he can reel that back a little bit. And, and you know, he can, he'll be hitting three, four iron to where some guys will be hitting their driver to. So, you know, and again, fantastic iron player, great putter. He's, he's got the all-round game. He wasn't number one in the world for no reason. Um, and but there, there will there will be the, the the opportunity for him on certain holes where he can get the big dog out, you know, and he could he'll reduce par fives to you know a drive mm-hmm. a nine iron or there'll be the odd par four he'll be close to. So um, again, he's a you know if he gets off to a good start um, first day, he won't go away. He'll be there, mm-hmm. and 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 as I say, I think the weather might might play into his you know his advantage given his length. Yeah, I think I think so as well. Alistair, what's your thoughts on Dustin Johnson getting into this week? Yeah, I think it depends how he approaches it. You know, we saw a couple of years ago um, when we had our, uh, maybe it was that three years ago now when the, the Open was at uh, <coughs> Carnoustie. Um, sorry, Alan. <laughs> I had to get it in there. When <clears throat> you saw the guys turn up at Carnoustie and, and uh, as soon as you saw them, the way they were talking about it, because the course was with a really hot summer, um, believe it or not, in Scotland that year, and the, the, the fairways and everything were, were burnt out. Yeah. So a lot, some of the big hitters turned up and tried to bully the golf course. And my opinion, you just can't do that at an Open. You just can't do that at an Open Championship. It's not set up for that. And they were found wanting, at the end of the day, it was a plodder in Molinari that, that won at Carnoustie. Um, so I think if, if, if Dustin Johnson goes, goes about it, um, plotting his way around, Hitting his, take says, hitting his three iron down there, you know, three hundred odd yards, and and uh, bringing a driver out just on on occasion. I think he could he could really contend. Um, but when there was a few of them, they were standing up at the first of Canusty trying to drive the green. It was absolutely crazy. Oh, just mind blowing. Yeah, you know, I know that hole was a a two iron and a seven iron. Absolutely, <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. Uh, and you're trying to drive it into the into the eye of a needle. Um, I don't see anybody uh, succeeding that takes on uh, that type of uh, strategy. Uh, but yeah, I think if he, I think if he, if he pots his way around, you can roll him out because he's, he's he's top top class. Yeah, I think so as well. We'll move on to Brooks Kepka. Where an interesting, he's he's made a couple of interesting comments today about the golf course, Alan. But which you're thinking of Kepka going in this week. He's basically said that if it was, he basically said what Alistair said, if he could pick an open venue, that would be at the bottom of his list. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's, he, you know, his form has been a little bit in and out. Um, you know, he showed some brilliant signs at the, the US Open. Um, you know, that last day, it was sort of coming down to him and John Ram, but he hit some weird, weird shots as well that last day, like really on Kepka, like, you know, um, so I think, you know, I, I think he just went through a wee bit of a lull for him. Um, you know, he's expected to win every time he pegs it up. Um, I, I, listen, I expect him to be there or thereabouts on Sunday. I've got, just got a feeling he won't be, he won't be winning. 
Um, but I think I think he'll be challenging, and he certainly showed enough signs uh, at the US Open. But as I say, I, I worried for him a wee bit how, how many like rank bad shots he had that last day, like just totally, totally out of mm. the blue. Where did that come from? So he's Has he quite been himself? Sorry, Alan, he's not quite been himself since his injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe his injury and he's he right. lost his confidence a little bit. And as Alistair says, he's sort of tinkering with his swing and stuff like that. So um, there's maybe a wee bit going on in his head. Um, but uh, I, I think, you know, for me, he's a sort of top 10 um, this week. That's what I would be thinking. Yeah. Alistair, would you go along with that, Bukepka? I think so. I, as I said, it just hasn't quite, I know he's, he's featured at the, the US Open, the US PGA, but he just hasn't quite got over the line. Um, there just seems to be a wee kind of spark missing. Um, he almost kind of, he's kind of almost, it's like, just go and, just go and play golf. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a wee bit of that kind of, loves a, uh, loves a wee, a wee dig at things, a wee comment and, Obviously, him and him and uh, Bryson's carry on and all that. And do you think um, that's real, or do you think it's for show? I think generally, I, I think it looks, it does look kind of real to me. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know um, any ins and outs on it, but I, it does look pretty, uh, um, pretty, pretty on the money. You know, they don't seem to be. I don't think they're, they're just making it up. Uh, well, I could be completely wrong, but it does. Uh, it does look um, as if we saw his, his face after after you know when he was doing that interview. Um, yeah. Deshambo walked past him and he, he just kind of rolled his eyes and kind of lost track of what he was saying. So it it does look fairly genuine, but um, I just think he's you know like you know why would you say that uh, if you're about to play in the, in the open? You know you wouldn't criticise the golf course before you even start. And if you, if that is in your mind, you know it's not a, it's not the best frame of mind. You know it's the best course he's going to play this week. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to tell himself that he's not going to play a better golf course this week. So yeah. um he's got to go in there and try and try and remind himself that it, that uh, that it's a great golf course because if he goes in there and thinks don't like the course, as soon as you get the first bad bounce, it's like you know, it's easy to, to let the head go down. So um I yeah, I you know, that, that kind of top ten idea, you know, you, you he's he's always got to get a phenomenal player, so you expect him to uh, to feature. But don't know, there just seems to be a wee bit a wee bit missing from him at the at the moment. Yeah, it's tough with Kepka because we know obviously he's got the four majors, but he, injuries definitely injury problems. It's, I think all, he's going to be that player. He's always going to have injury problems. I think it's it's always his ankle that seems to go. Like, as mm. a case of maybe just it's it's going to keep tinkering and things like that. But as you say, he's what he's competing. He finished second behind Mickelson in a PGA, then ran Ram really close at the US Open. So he's got that form in the book. He's not far away, is he? Aye. <laughs> we'll move on to Justin Thomas, who is a, and obviously one of the most talented players in the world, but his open record, Alan, isn't the best, is it? It's not great, but he's he's in my kind of top three or four this week. I've I just got a feeling he's going to have a good week. Um, again, you know, for him, probably been a quite a quiet year or quite a quiet run, but again, you know, he's, he's, he's still up there most events. He's still there. He swings the club beautifully, um, plays within himself. You know, great, great player. Um, and I've just got a wee feeling for, for him this week. I think he, he, won't be, uh, he won't be too far away. And, um, you know, we saw, I mean, Jordan Spieth, you know, went into that Open that he won and, and his conference, was, you know, he wasn't firing on all cylinders. And, and as Alistair said earlier, it's the biggest event in the world. And, you just need a wee spark that first day and, and you're in that zone and just things start happening. And he's the type of player that if things do sort of start happening for him, 
day one or day two, or, uh, day one or day two, he could he could kick on and, and shoot a couple of low ones. Um, and he's quite popular over here. I think the, the the public don't mind him over here. Um, so I think he'll get a good response as well. So yeah, for me, he's a he's he's a definite definite contender this week. Yeah, Alistair, what's your thoughts on Justin Thomas? Yeah, I think he's up there. He's up there with the very best, isn't he? Um, he's that you know, he, he, even though he's not been prolific this year, he's still he's still uh, very very good. So he, he's definitely one. Of the, he's one of the best. There's no question. He's one of the best players in the world, and he's he's learning to play. You know, links golf. He's there's a you know, I think there a few American players. Or there's a little bit of, of learn from what Mickelson did over the years, where he, he first at first he was he just couldn't play it. You know, he just couldn't handle it, but he went away and he and he grafted um he grafted away how to how to play it. And um I think he's um he's there's been a, a kind of steady you know getting used to, to playing that type of golf. So yeah, I think he's he's definitely one to one to that you would expect to feature. Yeah. I've got a big, big fancy for Xander Schoffler this week. He's mm. a the nearly man. A lot of second places, a lot of third places. His open record is actually quite good. I think he finished second the year Molinari won. I think it was tied with Tiger. He's just, there's something about him. I just think he's going to take that step. Alan, what's your kind of thoughts on the likes of Jordan Spieth, Oosthausen, Hatton, Hovland, Morikawa? Is there any kind of names at the top of the tree that can catch your eye? Yeah, well, well, my, uh, my, my, my top, one of my top two is uh, Oosthausen. I think that guy is, um, Arguably the most consistent in majors. Um, I mean, he always seems to be up there come the last days. He's always in the last half a dozen groups. Um, I just love the way he swings the golf club, his temperament. Uh, I mean, he, he has got everything to be an open champion. He's patient. You never, ever see him getting, you know, Ustaz is one of these guys, he's walking down the fairway and you don't know whether he's 10 over or 10 under. Mm-hmm. You know, his body language never changes. He's always in control, fantastic temperament. Um, and you know he's disciplined. He plays within himself. Um, great, great driver of the golf ball. Best putter in the U.S. Tour, um, statistic-wise. So he, he, for me, um, you know, I don't know what price he is um, at the bookies, Scott. I know you said seventy-one for John Ram, but I'm going to be a wee, a wee, what? Ains with thirty-threes. Really, as high as yeah. that? I, see, I think that's you know, for me, he should be you know one of the top four or five favourites. Um, you know, and his open record is fantastic. You know, he obviously won at St Andrews, um, and he and he loves the majors. He mm-hmm. he he always comes to the fore in the majors. So so he's certainly I'll be having a, a couple of quid on him, especially at thirty three to one. I'll be yeah. a wee each way one. Ah, yeah, he's a great each way bet. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So no, um for me definitely going to be um, uh, definitely going to be there come the last day. Yeah. Get, I always think you'll get a run with your money with and if you bet him, mm-hmm. you know, he's not the type of guy that'll shoot 79 in the first round and blow himself out and you're not even getting a run. He, mm-hmm. he will be, you know, he will be there come Sunday and I'm probably the commentator's curse and he'll probably <laughs> miss the cut, but never mind. <laughs> Alistair, how are the kind of big ones that we kind of haven't mentioned in depth? Who kind of catches your eye? Uh, Tyrrell Hatton's one for me. Okay. Uh, I think he's, I think he's ready for that. Um, at that next uh, step, I mean, we know he's uh, he, he, you know temperamental, but he's he's won big big events. You know, he's he's won on the on the, on links courses. Um, he, I think he's I think he's ready to. He, he's at that level. He's, he's he's ready to to make that that um, step up to to contend to really contend in a 
in a major. Um, I think the the Open would um, would suit him. Fleetwood again, I think is is uh, just about. I mean, I know he's maybe, I'm not quite sure if this year's been his, his best, but um, the two of them would be would be um, I think a, a similar idea that they're ready just to they're at a place in their career um, that they're at a point where you know I think they're they're ready just to to make that that over the line just that 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 wee step into the the real real big time. Um, and if I if I was uh, if I was a betting man, I would be having a I would be having a couple of quid in Till Hatton. Till Hatton for you. Well, I wanted to leave Bryson DeChambeau to last, and I've I've got a reason for that. Alan Bryson DeChambeau, I think he's the definition of marmite, isn't he? Like he's a lot of opinions in DeChambeau, but he said something really interesting this week that he feels as if he's not going to be able to get the same effect as he's had in America with us this new system he's playing, which I find interesting. New caddy, poor open record. What about the shamble for this week? Do we have we given him much of a chance? Uh, I, I don't I don't know. I really I, I just got I don't think um I don't it's a weird one because he is world class, but I just don't ever see Bryson DeChambeau being a being an open champion. I just think you know he, he gets confused with what type of game he wants to play. Does he go gun ho, driver every hole, um, or does he try and play conservatively? He just he just gets a, a little bit. But you know they call him the scientist, so I'm sure he, and he's working out a way just now how to get round um, St George's. Uh, he'll 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 cover every inch of you know his brain and everything to to try and get round that golf course. But um, for me. I, I, I change my mind about him. Some days I like him, and other days I can't stand him. I just, I'm, I mean, he is marmite, you know, and and it changes with me all the time. There's been sometimes I've thought, oh, you're actually all right, and you're quite good for the game, and and then other times I don't think he's great for the game. I think he can be, you know, quite stroppy and kind of spoiled kid, and then other times he seems quite charming, and then sometimes the way he plays the game, I get quite excited and think this is fabulous, and then other times I'm going, what are you doing? Why, why are you hitting the driver there on a hole like that, you know, mm-hmm. when it's five iron wedge for you all day long, you know, mm-hmm. so he just, uh, he just, he confuses me. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't quite get him. Um, so not, not, not for me, not for me, the, um, uh, not for me, the big, the big chap. Alistair DeChambeau, obviously the, we know the, <coughs> the way he's kind of, he's, would you say he has kind of changing golf? Do you think, a, the likes of Marco Roy's trying it, do you think a lot of golfers are going to try and do Try and catch up with him in that regard, and it's going to maybe affect their game in a way that it's maybe affected McElroy's. Mm-hmm. I think some will, yeah. I think I think some will. I think, it, um, but I would hope uh, they would they would see where McElroy's career is going at the moment, and and the fact that he's admitted that he went chasing even more yardage. I mean, how could you make Rory McElroy a better driver of the ball no. you know, two years ago? It was just phenomenal. Um, I think. Deshambo, the question I, I, I keep saying to people, I'll be asking folk about Deshambo, I say, right, okay, he won the, the US Open last year, he's won a few bits and bobs, is he? So he's piled on this this muscle, the weight, and he's hitting the ball, you know, obscene distances. Is he a better golfer than he was two years ago? I don't think he is. I don't. I mean, he hits it further, but is he is he scoring better? Is he results better? No, he's not. Is he you know is he higher up the world rankings than he was? He's not. You know, he was a phenomenal player, you know, two years ago. I think he's playing a he's playing a game that's that's very different to, to anything. If you're going to turn up at if it for him to have any chance, he's got to turn up at St George's and, and the way we talked about um Dustin Johnson earlier on, 
keep the drive on the bag till the odd occasion. Yeah. If you try and, not, try and bully a golf course like that, I, 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 don't, I personally don't think you've got a chance. I really don't think you've got a chance to do that. Um, but is he good enough to, to plot his way around? You know, got links golf isn't an exact science. You know, if you're playing in America and it's flat cam and you've got 170 yards to the flag, you know what club you're going to hit. If you've got 170 yards to the flag and there's a bit of wind blowing and, it, and you know, the, the course is fiery, um, you know, sometimes the yardage book almost goes out the window in links golf. You know, you've got to, you've got to play the ball um, and with different shapes, hit it high and low, use the contours, use the slopes. Um, I think maybe if on a, a course maybe like, like St Andrews where they can maybe he can maybe use a driver to his advantage, uh, you know, flying all the bunkers and taking a lot of trouble out of play. But of course, you know, it's like St George's, uh, I, I just don't see it. Um, but if he plays, if he plays kind of conservatively, I think possibly. But uh, then, you, then you're taking away the thing that makes him, that gives him that advantage, which is his length. Um, whereas if you, you know, if you were to put, to put, if you just said to, to somebody go and watch. Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau. And if they both played a, a three and a four iron off the tee all day, Dustin Johnson beats them every time. Yeah, I totally agree. He's a better golfer. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I just don't think he's got the, his advantages as they are for, for that, that type of golf course. Um, so I, I, he wouldn't be on my uh, my list of contenders. Who can outside the, the top the top players do we think is a chance, Alan? Like you get any that any worth can I t- take note of and ca- that's been catching your eye? Yeah, and for me, uh, two home players, and I'm going to give a massive shout to Bob McIntyre. I really am. I think uh, I think St George's is perfect for him. He loves Lynx golf. Um, he played at Portrush two years ago, and by his own admission, he was so nervous. Said it was the most nervous he'd ever felt, and by his own admission, he felt he didn't play that great, and he finished sixth. You know, mm-hmm. so you know, and he's full of confidence. He will get huge support. Um, and I and I just think you know nothing nothing phases Bob absolutely nothing, uh, um, and I'm really expecting him again. I, I I'll go for top ten for for Robert Mark uh, Robert McIntyre. I think he could uh, really feature again this week. As I say, that performance at Port Rush finishing sixth, um, with the, the the volume of the noise with the crowds and you know and and he was right in there and he was loving it. He was smiling and he was absolutely loving it. Um, and the other outsider for me is uh, Ian Poulter. Um, I think. Uh, I still think Poulter's got a, a, a major in him. I really believe that. I know he's not getting any younger, but I still believe he's got the game. I still believe he's got the, the, the bottle, the attitude. And, and he, his last round at Renaissance last week was sensational. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's teeing him up perfectly. And for me, Poulter is a kind of, if he's going to win a major, it's going to be the Open in England. You know, that's the kind of fairy tale, um, you know, scenario. I don't see him winning a Masters. I don't see him winning a PGA. I see him winning a US Open, maybe. But for for me, Ian Poulter has got a an Open Championship still in his locker, and I think he could. This and again, you imagine the crowd the last day if if Poulter's yeah. in the, you know, one of the last games, he'll he'll get so much support and he'll thrive on that. I mean, we mm. we see him at the Ryder Cup and the singles and the doubles. As soon as it starts getting you know squeaky bum time. He, he thrives in that. He absolutely yeah. loves it. And the crowd start going crazy and he loves it. So I put Poulter and McIntyre for me, I think, mm-hmm. are a great shout this week. I really do. Brilliant. Alistair, who you got? Can I mm-hmm. keep an eye? can't disagree with that. That's absolutely. Um, I sold him. I mentioned. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, oh, sorry, nothing phases him. I mean, he, he, um, 
he just takes everything in his stride. He's, he's got one of the best the best attitudes I've, I've seen. Um, he always, you know, a class a class act who can, um, if they have a bad run of holes, can bounce back. And he seems to produce that all the time. If he's a poor first round, if he's a great second round. And I always always feel that you know that kind of player has has got has got an advantage over 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 everybody else. So um, I think again he he's ready to you know he's probably proved it obviously last time at Port Rush. Um, as I mentioned to um, Tommy Fleetwood, I said I think he's he's on the he's on the periphery there, and uh, the, the, the Victor Hovland Hovland look, yeah. looks Hovland, Hovland looks very uh, impressive. I always feel sometimes when the when the Europeans go. And they play full time in the states. When they come back over here, they seem to kind of—I don't know what it is. It's almost like they're trying to prove themselves or something, you know. When he comes back and you know and, and wins over here, I, I definitely um, you know think he—he's he, at that level. He's another one that's just kind of on the on the on the edge of of uh, superstardom. Um, so I, I think. Fleetwood at home, Hatton at home, and really, and, and who's to say? Who's to say Lee, Lee Westwood's done? Yeah, you know, I definitely think that you know the open, the experience that he's got. He's he's playing. I mean, he's playing great golf, isn't he? You know, I don't think you can you can rule it. You can rule him out. He'll have seen Mickelson winning at fifty year old at the at the US Open, um, and the Open is 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 definitely somewhere where. Someone that little bit older can um, can walk their way around the course. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see to see Westwood contend as well. But yeah, I think Hatton, Fleetwood, Hovland would be my kind of um, you know slightly you know going away from your your Justin Thomas and John Ram, you know the obvious uh, the obvious picks. Brilliant. I have a soft spot this week for Paul Casey. I think Paul Casey's been another one who's been really consistent and. Just he's always been close, hasn't he? He's been just mm-hmm. like Paul, just always close. And I think he's he's getting he's there's something about him in the past couple of years. I think he's been really, really kind of different. He's been a lot better. I think his ball striking's been a lot better. He's but a brilliant ball striker anyway. But a past couple of years, I think he's improved so much. So Casey's one I'm certainly going to keep an eye on. I would love to see. I think the the biggest roar of the week would be if Ricky Fowler was to get anywhere close. I think there's, there's something about Ricky Fowler. Just I, I love it. He's one of my favourite golfers. Just a terrific open record, actually. Obviously, he's one of the few players. I think he finished tied ninth at St George's, and obviously Burt Daly was magnificent. What about Fowler, Alan? Is Fowler kind of worth keeping an eye on, or has he been has it been too long since he's been contending like where we thought he would go? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think it's a big ask, you know, given his uh, where he's been and or, or where he's not been. You know, he's he's really not been in contention at all. Um, he's it's been such a long time away for him. His confidence is obviously pretty low. Um, you know, and he, he seems a very um, one of these players that thrives on playing with confidence. He's a conf- You know, if he if, you know he, he gets off, he gets on a wee run again. He can. You know, he's a type of guy, seven, eight birdies in a row when he's at the top of his game, but he just does look out a wee bit of sorts at the moment. He doesn't, he's not, he just doesn't look the, the same guy that he was, you know, 24 months ago. There seems to be something really missing, and I think it's just mm-hmm. confidence. Um, so, you know, given that frame of mind to, to go out and win a major um, when you're, mm-hmm. you're it's, you know, when you've been out of the loop for so long, you know, I'm, I'm not... I don't doubt for a minute Ricky Fowler will be back in the winning circle. Uh, the winning circles, hopefully sooner rather than later. But 
you know, that won't be a major that will kick that off. It'll be maybe a smaller event in America where he's comfortable. Um, and then then the, then the rebuild starts. So I still think he's a contender for majors in years to come. But, uh, you know, if he makes a cut this week and, and maybe finishes top 20, top 25, that would do him the world of good. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't see. Um, I'm sorry, Scott. I know you love him, but I don't, I don't see Ricky been open champion this week. Alistair, have got a thought in Canada the likes of Fowler and Casey? But sure, thoughts going on with them? Casey, I can see. Yeah, Casey. Um, you know, he's obviously he's he's contended a couple of times and kind of and and not not quite finished the job off. So I'm not quite sure. If there's if he maybe just wants it too much or there's a you know there's a, a you get over the line issue there. Um Fowler, see if you hadn't mentioned his name, I would actually wouldn't even know yeah, if he was in the yeah. tournament or not. You know, he was gonna US Open. Yeah, I think he got in through ultimates. Ah, right. Because I, I think he, he got some kind of invite into the US Open. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I need an, an invite to play this. So if you need an if I, you know, a Ricky Fowler's need an invite to play in the, in the US Open. I know I, I think he did okay to be fair, but I, you know, I said I wouldn't. I would have. I would have had to look at the entry list to see if he was exempt into the Open or not. So I think that. I think that tells you. Um, I think. I think he needs a. You know, he's, he's in a wee bit of that uh, place where Jordan Spieth was. Yeah. Um, and he needs that kind of. Uh, he's got the ability. There's no question about that. So whatever's going on, maybe in his mind or his technique or whatever, I'm not quite sure. What's um, it doesn't take much uh, to be going on between the ears or a bit messing about with your swing. And if he's, I don't know if he's jumping coaches or what's going on, but um, he's got the ability. Though he's got the, he's got the quality that he'll that he, he will likely be back contending and winning again. Um, but no, nah, it's not. It's uh, it's not going to be in Sunday. <laughs> Before we make our final predictions, I want to ask ask you both: What are we looking for in terms of an open champion? What do we want to? What are we? What's the kind of main kind of characteristics for an open champion, Alan? What are we looking for when we're looking for the winner here? Well, for me, I mean, it's it's incredible discipline and patience. It's a long week. Um, you're going to get some bad bounces. You're going to get some bad breaks. It's always going to happen. I always remember Paul Laurie when he won in 99. You know, his strategy was, you know, just to take his medicine and not make a double bogey and not get too greedy. And uh, and that worked, you know, and there was only there was only uh, three guys in the field that week that didn't have a double bogey all week. And one of them was Paul and one of them was Justin Leonard, who was yeah. also in the playoff with Vanderbilt. So, so, you know, that strategy, it sounds simple, um, but it's not that easy to keep a double bogey off your card. But... It's amazing discipline and patience to be able to do that. And you know, you, you are going to you are going to three putt, you are going to end up in a pot bunker down the middle, you know, hit one down the middle, as Alistair said earlier, and it'll bounce off. And the next thing you'll be under the face of a pot bunker at 230 mm-hmm. yards out at a par four. And that, and that's horrible. You're not enjoying that at all. You know, you're maybe having to chip out sideways, but it's that person that can shrug that off and accept that's what's going to happen this week. And and you know, I'm not alone. This will happen to just about every player in the field. At some point, they'll think, oh, how unlucky was that? What a bad break. Why me? So it's putting that to the side and saying, like, wait a minute, this is the open. It's sandwich. It's fiery. It's bouncy. There's, you know, balls are going to go all over the place. Accept it and move on and and, and don't panic. You know, it's, it's really, 
as Alistair said, I think earlier, it's, it's you know, it's a you plod your way around and, and just you know and be patient. Um, so you know, you, you, I think to win the Open, you don't necessarily have to be the best golfer that week. Uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to be the best player, T.E. Green. It's how you manage yourself around the links course with everything that's going on, with the crowds, the television, the noise, the stands, the weather, the challenges of, of everything the, the Open brings up. So it's how you deal with all that. Um, and, the, and the person that does that will, will, will definitely be, be there come Sunday afternoon. They'll be there or there or thereabouts. Yeah. Alistair, it's interesting when you brought up the, the 2003 one at St George's, I think it's a perfect example. A player like Ben Curtis, we'd never heard of him, we'd, but he just did everything right, Was as Al, uh, Alan said, just so consistent, just shrugged off, made made mistakes and then recovered from them. Is that, is, is that what we're looking for here? Just someone who just shrugs off mistakes and just plays conservative? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think most of the players are are uh, they've, I've got their own way of doing that. I mean, you, you watch you watch Tyrrell Hatton, and you think, oh my goodness, you can't, you know, he's lost the plot. But yeah. if he didn't have his his wee head offs, then he, he wouldn't be able to. If he kept all that stuff to into himself, it's going to affect his golf more. So you know, as so he gets out of his system by looking like a five year old, you know. Um, but I think that with the, the open, particularly at St George's, um, there's going to be. About thought you got the, the winner's going to be need a bit of like lady luck on the side as well. I mean, I think we need that to win any event, but um, round there, the you know, one of the biggest things that you know people forget about the open is is the draw for the first two rounds. You know, what tee off times you get can be can almost blow you out of the tournament. You could go out there, I mean, Tatis mentioned it earlier on, you know, you that one can go just go just has to go 15 miles an hour. And it changes everything, you know. It suddenly it becomes, you know, a, a, a three iron and a wedge hole becomes a becomes a driver and a and a six iron, you know, just by just by fifty mile an hour of wind. Um, so you can tee off at half six in the morning, or you can tee off at four o'clock in the afternoon, and that is a massive, massive change. You know, the thing how how much the golf course was, was going to dry out in that time if the weather um, is like what, what it's like here in sunny Glasgow. Um, if that's what the, the conditions are going to be like, then the, the, the tee-off times are, are, are a big, big part of it as well. So, I, I, you know, when the, we're going to, so you're going to get some, some bad bounces down there. As Alan says, you'll end up in some, some fairway bunkers and you're off a good shot and things like that. So obviously patience, etc. You need a bit of luck on your side. Remember Darren Clark, and I think it was in the 15th the last time it was there. Yeah, he his tee shot and it, and it was just all over a bunker up on the left-hand side and bounced over it. And he has a, a clear shot into the green. Um, ends up, you know, and ends up uh, also doing a, doing a great job. But that could have gone into the bunker and it's out sideways, and he's got a longer hand shot with potential. Then you miss the green or something, and you, and you make double. Whereas he ends up making an easy an easy pass. So you need a wee bit of a wee bit of good fortune on your side as well. But no patience will be patience and and that that kind of course management, that experience. That's where. You might look at that's why you know it likes about a Westwood and stuff. You know, and you can you can't rule out because he he knows how to play and um, how to play that type of course. And his his big pal did it did it the last time. Mm, yeah, definitely. Final predictions before we finish up, Alan. Who have you got to win? Who's your kind of one to watch and who's an outsider? Um, yeah. So who stays in to win for me? Um, the one to watch is uh, Robert McIntyre. 
And my outsider is uh, I'm going to st- stick with the English and uh, Ian Poulter. Brilliant. Alistair, who have you got as your winner, one to watch and outsider? I'm kind of torn, but if I'm going to have, I mean, I, 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 I'm going to be pretty boring and say, say um, Ram. <laughs> I just think he's playing so well, even though I did tip it, an Englishman to win it. But I, I, I think Hatton um, is is absolutely uh, ready to be there, and uh, a sticky feeling Westwood might just do something. Brilliant. I'm going to go four to one at Xander Shoffley. My one to watch will be Paul Casey, and I'm going to go with Ricky Fowler as my outsider. I'm keeping <laughs> oh. the faith. I'm keeping the faith with Fowler. Son, Friday night we could be way way off, but let's let's stick with Ricky. I want to thank. Here's hoping it would be absolutely brilliant. I think it'd be one of the best moments in golf if Fowler was to win a major one. I, he's definitely deserving a one. But Alan and Alistair, I want to thank you both for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure to, to do this show. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks, well, that's all. Thank Alan, you. Enjoy, enjoy the open chips. Thank you very much to everyone who's tuned in. Please thank follow you. us on social media and subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. All, of, all the best for everyone with our picks for the open and enjoy this week. Thank you very much. Cheers.